the share it with a friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. The Coca-Cola Company, Cure Dr. Pepper, and PepsiCo are bringing consumers more choices with less sugar than ever before. From sparkling, flavored, and bottled waters to zero-sugar sports drinks, teas, and sodas, consumers are taking advantage of these choices. In fact, nearly 60% of beverages sold contain zero sugar. To learn more, visit balanceus.org. Wash away 
Battle-ready prayer. Praises be to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Holy One of Israel, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I give you thanks and praise for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. I give thanks for a mind to pray, a heart to seek your face, and authority to bring my members into subjection. I thank you for this moment and the opportunity that each day brings. I know that each day is special, and I am empowered with unlimited potential. There are no ceilings on my life, obstacles that cannot be overcome, or barriers that can stand in my way. In fact, this is the greatest day of my life, and I am free to exercise all of the gifts and talents you have blessed me with. My hopes and dreams can manifest today, and I approach this moment with great expectation for miracles, breakthrough, and deliverance. I stand before you, Lord, naked, offering no excuses or justifications for my shortcomings and weaknesses. I come, Lord, seeking your standard and not those of men. I pray that you will forgive me my sins, known and unknown. Forgive every thought, deed, action, motive, or intent of my heart that is not lined up with your word, your will, or your calling and purpose for my life. Please forgive secret faults and uproot any seed of discontent that has been planted in my life. Forgive me, Lord, if I have held back the tide, and give me a heart to restore every person that I have wronged. Just as you forgive me, I forgive those that have wronged me, and I let go of any art, bitterness, or ill will that I have held in my heart. I will not allow sin and bitterness to cut off the flow of blessings into my life. I repent right now in the name of Jesus, and I receive the power of the blood to cleanse me from all iniquity. I come before you, Lord, with a heart that is after your own, and a mind that has stayed on you. I thank you, Lord, for saving me from myself and the consequences of sin. I surrender, Lord, and give you total and complete reign over my life. I willingly submit to you in thanksgiving and praise. I thank you, Lord, for the relationship and fellowship that you have allowed me to share with you. I thank you for every moment, prayer, word, and opportunity to gain revelation and understanding concerning you. Forgive me for the times I have taken you for granted 
or moments where I've allowed my focus and discipline to slip. I choose you, Lord, and all of your benefits and denounce all ties and fellowship with the world. I have no place in the world and denounce everything that it offers. You have given me a choice, Lord, and I choose to be in covenant with you. I have crossed the line of no return and I will not look back. Each day I am getting more and more like you and growing further and further from this world. My reality in Christ is more real than what my natural eyes behold. And I know that you are not a million miles away. You are right here with me every step of the way. I will have confidence in you, Lord, concerning every situation I face, every decision I make, and every temptation in my path. Give me an ear, Lord, to hear your instruction, eyes that will not be deceived, and a heart that will remain faithful. My life has been built on the foundation that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You died on the cross for my sins and your blood was shed for me. I exercise total faith and confidence in my belief that death was powerless to hold you in the grave and that you rose again and resurrected every dead thing. I receive your resurrection power and declare that there is no dead thing in my life. I speak life in all things pertaining to me. Even now, Lord, I pray that you will breathe life into my relationships, my home, my dreams, my career, and my calling and purpose. Let there be no cracks in my foundation and restore every bone that has been broken. I pray, Lord, that dead branches be pruned for me and my harvest bear much fruit. I offer no resistance and pray that all ungodly distractions be pruned for me, whether they are people, unhealthy relationships, environments, dead situations, ungodly influences, or anything that is not expedient for me. I distance myself right now from every dead thing and release them from my life in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that I have inherited life through your sacrifice, forgiveness for my sins through your blood, revelation through your word, and I have been empowered by your spirit. I take precious time, Lord, to fully grasp and consider what my relationship with you means. Help me to never lose sight of the fact that I have an adversary that must be fought each day. My adversary is the world and Satan who is the of this world. The world around me is not my home and each day it becomes more a reflection of Satan, its prince. I am not ignorant to Satan's devices and I understand that the world is designed for my destruction. The allurement of pleasure and the temptations that cross my eyes are for the purpose of robbing me of everything I have inherited through Christ. Every trap, every lust, and the pride that is in the world are set against me on all sides. The hope that I have is in patiently walking according to your word and staying firm to the covenant I have made with you. The world cannot strip me of my authority, but I can hand it over. I will not be deceived by what I see, hear, or how I feel. If it is not of God, then it is for my destruction. Help me, Lord, to see the spirit behind the temptation. The word tells me that Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus comes that I might have life and have it more abundantly. I rebuke and bind every influence that seeks to draw me away from you. For it is nothing more than a gateway to hell and will rob me of my eternal destiny. Father, I know you are able to do all things, and there is nothing that is impossible for you. Right now, Lord, I remember my first love, and I am prepared today to exercise faith in the light of circumstances. Sacrifice my own wants and desires in order to embrace yours. Stand on the word of God, even if it causes me to be peculiar. Deny my flesh and feelings, regardless of the temptation, and not make decisions based on what I see or think. I will forget about the past and press towards the mark. I will walk as a prophet of God, put my head up, and if anybody is there to encourage me, then I will encourage myself. I will not be ashamed to follow the examples of Christ, even in the face of persecution. To think differently in the light of the negative labels and slander I may endure. 
nor will I be afraid to take a stand in the minority, even if it seems as if the whole world is standing against me. I am willing to abstain when others are eager to participate, to speak out when my words may cause me to be ostracized, and to believe the Bible even when it is the unpopular thing to do. In other words, I am prepared to live like Jesus. I release my faith right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever situation I'm in, whatever I'm dealing with, and regardless of what odds are against me, I will be steadfast and unmovable. I am an elite company and encompassed about by a great cloud of witnesses. The words of this prayer will comfort me, build up my spirit, man, and encourage me in the way. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and cast down Satan and his forces of darkness from any involvement, activity, or distractions in this prayer. I commission my angels to come against every thought, feeling, influence, and hindrance that is set against me. I stand in the gap for my family and friends and pursue the Lord with all of my heart. Even as I hear the words of this prayer, my body is regenerating itself. My body is preparing itself for another productive day. My body is developing according to your plan, and health is being released in all of my organs, tissue, bones, bodily systems, veins, arteries, and muscle. My brain is processing the information consistent with your word and filtering out everything that is not of you. My heart is being protected from all ungodly influences and my innocence is being guarded. I have and will always have a sound mind that is saturated in your word. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke evil spirits from attaching to me in any way, shape, or form. They have no place, familiarity, or invitation in my life. They do not enter into my eyes, my ears, my mind, or my heart. My spirit man has victory over them all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and cast down and break all generational curses. I decree by the blood of the Lamb and the power given to me as joint heir with Jesus Christ that I will not be the victim of physical, mental, or emotional abuse, nor will I have, serve, or entertain idols or false gods. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I decree that I am not a covenant breaker, and my yea is yea and my nay is nay. I pray, Lord, that you protect me from all hurt, harm, pain, and danger, and those that mean me ill will. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I have the patience of Job, the meekness of Moses, the heart of David, the favor of Joseph, the ear of Samuel, the courage of Joshua, the wisdom of Daniel, the zeal of Peter, the love of John, the faithfulness of Abraham, and the boldness of Paul. I abide in the fruits of the Spirit all the days of my life, and even now these fruits are growing in me. Lord, help me to be a person of great faith, consistent in good deeds, and a constant encourager. I will continue to love you with all of my heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, and to love my neighbor as myself. In the name of Jesus and the power of your blood, I pray, Lord, that you are first in everything that I do, and I have no priority greater than you all the days of my life. I am eternally connected to you and have an expectation in heaven. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that my face be before the Lord always and that your angels encamp around me and deliver me. Order my steps in the word and design my days according to your will. The Lord touches my mouth and puts his words in it. Lord, I will go wherever you send me and speak whatever you give me to speak. I am not afraid of their faces because your sword protects me at all times. Father, you are my sustainer, my provider, my comforter, my guide, my strength, and most of all, my friend. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I equip myself right now with the whole armor of God that I am covered from head to toe in every aspect of my life. There should be no parts of my life that are exposed on the inside or out, but all should be covered by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, 
I put on the helmet of salvation. I have been redeemed from all traces of poverty, and I rebuke and bind a poverty spirit. You supply all of my needs, and I am blessed all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus, I speak abundant harvest in my life. My bank accounts are overflowing, and my barns are full. The blessings of the Lord overtake and pursue me all the days of my life. I speak financial security and wholeness over my family and the perfect will of God in my life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and curse the spirit of death. I shall not see untimely death, nor shall death have any hold over me. I shall fulfill all of my days, months, hours, years, minutes, and seconds. I have divine order in my life, and death has no grip on me. A thousand shall fall by my side, and ten thousand by my right hand, but it shall not come nigh me. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, my feet are shod with the gospel of peace. Peace rests upon me and covers my mind and heart. I have peace in the midst of storms, chaos, and confusion. Your peace comforts me in times of trial and sustains me from being weary. It surpasses all understanding, rendering logic helpless, and my faith sustains me. Father, you are an awesome God. You are not a million miles away, but right here with me each and every day. You walk with me, talk with me, and guide me every step of the way. You love me, and I rest in you, and I know that you are my God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I have been empowered with the sword of the Spirit, and I have authority over all power of Satan. I rejoice and celebrate that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The sword of the Lord shall never depart from me, and I speak boldness into my spirit. I rebuke, bind, and cast down the spirit of fear. You have not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. When I walk through the waters, you are with me. When I go through the rivers, you help me. And when I pass through the fire, the flame does not kindle upon me. You have set your love upon me, and you protect me all the days of my life. The hands of protection rest on me, and your fire shall be in my spirit. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, the shield of faith is an extension of my arm. My faith shall not fail me. And I trust in the Lord with all of my heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. If you said it, then I know that you will do it. You shall not withhold any good thing from me, and you are able to perform your word in my life. I fortify my faith by releasing the promises of God into my life. Every word you have spoken concerning my destiny shall be established and come to pass, and my enemies shall not prevail against me. In the name of Jesus, I pray over my marriage. I pray that my marriage will continue to be everything that the Word of God called it to be. My marriage shall be built on faithfulness, trust, loyalty, and a mutual love of God. You shall be the head of my house, at the center of everything we do, and the Word of God shall be the binding and final authority in all matters. I am God's ambassador in my house, and I shall cover my spouse all the days of my life, through my word, examples, character, and deeds. My marriage is blessed and washed in the blood and shall weather any challenges that arise against it. Our love continues to grow stronger each day as the Lord allows us to see more of him in one another. If I am single, then I confess total contentment within myself, wholeness in my life, patience to wait on God and security in Christ. I am a person of high self-esteem and significant value to the kingdom. I will not compromise my covenant with God nor will I allow fear to cause me to operate in the fleshly realm. I exercise complete and total control over my mind, my will, and my emotions, and I do not leave any doors open for Satan to sneak in. I understand that every relationship is not for me. Every person does not have my best interests. All that glitters isn't gold, and every sugary thing is not sweet. In the name of Jesus, I will not be distracted by counterfeits and wolves in sheep's clothing. 
I will not lower my biblical expectations, nor will I give in to the pressures of the world. I have total confidence in God and the plan that he has for my life. In the name of Jesus, I surrender my children to you, Lord, and trust you to impart me with the ability and wisdom to raise them in the fear of the Lord. I make a commitment to my children to openly receive the instruction in your word on how to raise them, love them, and properly present them before you at that day. I pray that your calling and purpose will be fulfilled in them and ask that you guide and direct me in all matters concerning them. I shall be careful to represent you before them in everything that I say or do. I commit to live holy before them and set godly examples for them to follow. I shall not be a hypocrite and I shall practice what I preach. I shall be a provider and protector for them and make whatever sacrifices are necessary to ensure them a wonderful life. I shall fight to preserve their innocence and protect them from the brainwashing of the world. My expectation in them shall come to pass and the blessings set out in your words shall be established in them. My children shall see you in everything that I say and do. In the name of Jesus, I seal my soul to the words of this covenant, that it is the declaration of my heart, that every word be lined up with the perfect will of God and line by line with his understanding. Let the Lord Jesus Christ be the final arbitrator of my mind and heart, and that this covenant be in all ways pleasing in the sight of God. I thank you, Lord, that you love me and that you hear me. I thank you, Lord, for a mind to share intimate fellowship with you. The doctor will see you now. But do they really? Do they see you as a mother who's a daughter and a caregiver, fearless but sometimes fearful, a health nut with a French fry habit, an O-positive geologist named Patty, who's here today for a melanoma exam. At Kaiser Permanente, we believe the only way to care for all of you is by seeing all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. I thank you that these words shall be established in my heart and mind, that they shall be a part of me and guide and direct my paths at all times. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity and this second chance. I look forward to your return, and I know that nothing that I have done or sacrificed has been in vain. Thank you for this life, who I am in Christ, and for all blessings you have bestowed upon me. Amen. 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 And you are listening to LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour. And we're going to be talking again about Health Reform Message Part 2. Amen. It's it's blessing to be again here with you to share the word with you. And we just share it together. We we, we talk about our Heavenly Father and share what uh, the words say uh, as brothers and sisters in Christ. That's right. So we want to thank you for joining us right here. If you are new, thank you for joining us. And if you and listen before, thank you for coming back. So we're going to start off with Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 12 and 15. If you pay attention to these laws and are careful to follow them, then the Lord your God will keep this covenant of love with you as he swore to your ancestors. He will love you and bless you and increase your numbers you will bless the fruit of your womb, your womb, the crops of your land, your grain, your wine, and olive oil, the cows of your herds, and the lambs of your flocks, and the land he swore to your ancestors to give to you. 
You will be blessed more than any other people. None of your men or women will be childless, nor will any of your livestock be without young. The Lord will keep you free from every disease. Think about it. He will not inflict on you the horrible diseases you knew in Egypt, but he will inflict them on all who hate you. You see, that doesn't say God will protect you from all these things. If you be obedient and obey his word, right. uh, he will keep you from these diseases uh, that he will allow to fall upon those that do not obey obey his law and obey him. He will allow these things that is fall upon many, many of us today. Uh, fell upon those in those days. And he said if we didn't turn from our wicked ways. Then we'll have those same diseases that they had in Egypt. That's right. So he gave us a chance to turn from our wicked ways and turn to him that a lot of these things that we are having today, high blood pressure, <coughs> uh, uh, cancer, uh, uh, diabetes, all these things that we're having, we yeah. have an opportunity for these things to high pass High blood pressure, heart disease. Yeah, to pass us up. If we had only turned from our wicked ways, uh, uh, we didn't. Because look at us. Mm. We, 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 we're we overindulge in everything. You know, we're adulterers, we're liars, we're murderers, we, uh, uh, we... Murderers and everything mm -hmm. else you can think of. We're murderers, we, we kill babies, we, 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 uh, love ourselves, we marry, uh, the same sex, we, we, all the things that they did in the days of Solomon and Gomorrah. So right. we did not turn from our wicked ways. We follow the same trail that they did then. And he said if we did that, we will allow the same diseases and more to fall upon us. So that's why we're sick with a lot of the diseases that we have, because we did not obey and turn from the wicked things that they did then. We did not turn from them. We kept doing them. That is correct. That's why health reform message is what we need today. Don't criticize the health reform principles. There is a message regarding health reform to be born in every church. There is a work to be done in every school. Neither principal nor teacher should be entrusted with the education of the youth until they have a practical knowledge of this subject. Some have felt and liberty to criticize and question and find fault with health reform principles of which they know little about. So they should stand shoulder to shoulder, heart to heart with those who are working in the right lines. Yes. So we got to remember, don't criticize something that you don't know about. Go do some research yourself and find out. Right. The health reform methods work. Yeah, just like God told them in those in the days of David and, and, and Noah and Moses, they have performed work, but you must be obedient. See, if you're not obedient, it won't work. But see, you got to be obedient. You must follow God's law. You must follow God's rules and regulations. You must live according to the, the 
that a law that God laid down in order for it to work. See, we must tell it like it is. Yes, it's a health method. But if you do not live like God asks you to live and obey as God told you to obey, it will not work. See, right. it works for his people, those that love God. Also, we're going to go and look in the videos. Okay, I'm sorry, maybe I'm oh, stepping out there a little too far, but, you oh, know. No, that's okay. okay. Leviticus in the Old Testament. Leviticus. Okay. Oh, that is right there. My eyes say Leviticus, okay. Eleven. Eleven. And we're going to start with one. Okay, one. Uh-huh. And the Lord said to Moses and to Aaron, Say to the Israelites of all the animals that live on the land, these are the ones you may eat. You may eat any animal that has a divided hoof and that chews the cud. There are some that only chew the cud or only have a divided hoof, but you must not eat them. The camel, no, it chews the cud, does not have a divided hoof. It's ceremonial, unclean for you. And I'm only stopping there because if you want to know back then, the meats that what God allowed them to eat, it was all clean meats. Now today, it ain't no clean meats. If you look at what's happening to the meat industry and the process of the way that they do things, you, if you would think and do some research, you would not eat meat. Right. Well, you know, there was a time that God allowed them to eat exactly. meat. Exactly. But that, he allowed them to eat meat until uh, land was found again. He right. told Noah, he said, take uh, seven unclean, seven clean. This is for you to have food until the dog, when the dog, the bird, the dog, come back to Noah with a leaf. That means there was dry land. Mm -hmm. And that means it was safe for Noah to go to the land and to, to eat meat for, uh, 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 I, think it was, I think it was a year, don't, don't quote me, because I have to look this up again, make sure. Well, you talking about uh, how long? Yeah. I think it said it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. No, 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 to uh, plant. After they found land to plant, I'm, I'm not for sure. Yeah, I'm not for sure. So, yeah, so don't quote me on it. But I, if I'm not wrong, for for a year after they found the land for a year or so, they plant and raise vegetables and things to eat meat until the crop has grown for a year yeah. to save enough food and stuff to last for a year to get the land time to rest. Then stop eating meat, not to eat it anymore. Well, we did not obey that either. We kept doing that as God told us to stop. Yeah, so, that's so true. So we, we, we just we just did not obey what God told us to do. We're still eating meat today. And like you're saying, there come a time. There was a time that they did eat meat, but today. There's nothing good about the process and the meat industry at all. But we gotta remember that those who reject will lose their perception of what is true. So if we could be 
benefited by indulging the desires for flesh food, we would not make this appeal to you, but I know we cannot. Flesh food are injurious to the physical well-being, and we should learn to do without them. Those who are in a position where it is possible to secure a vegetarian diet, but who choose to follow their own preference in this matter, eating and drinking as they please, will gradually grow careless of the instructions the Lord has given regarding other phases of the present truth and will lose their perception of what is true. Amen to that. Amen. They, will, they will surely reap as they have sown. And the Lord said we will be sown. Even when, when the Lord tells us not to eat these things, what is going on with our bodies today? High blood pressure, diabetes, but we have soundness in our bodies. Again. Against God's um, will. Again, because of being disobedient to God's word. Like I said, there's health in being obedient to God's word. There's life in it. Right. There's life in it. Not just something he's each other not to do. Think about it. In the, in the Garden of Eden, there was life and obedience. Right. Obedience was life. He told Adam and Eve, you can eat of all these trees. Except the tree in what? In the, midst of an, in the midst of a garden that has knowledge of good, good and evil. Do not eat of that tree. Don't even look at okay. it. Don't touch it. Okay. Because it was a tree that had life and death. So it, 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 even then, it was about eating. And so we're going to be tested on the same thing. We're going to be tested again on the same thing. So either we want life or we're going to receive death. That's right. It's about eating life and death all over again. So I don't think that what was in the beginning will not be in the end. Yes, it will. It was about eating, life and death. It was about worship. It's going to be about worship again. Mm -hmm. It was about who you worship. It's going to be about that again. It's going to all boil down to those things again. It's on its way, believe it or not. That is true. And we gotta remember that you go counter to the will of God. We gotta remember we don't wanna go counter to to the will of God. We're gonna go to uh, Revelation chapter fourteen and verse twelve. Revelation. Now, I like that's a book that I love too. I, I love that book. Uh, Revelation fourteen. Fourteen verse twelve. All right, this calls for patient endurance on the part of the people of God who keep his commandments and remain faithful to Jesus. Amen. Be faithful to Jesus. That's right. And the faith of Jesus. So That's we got to right. remain faithful. And see, this will go counter to the will of God. By partaking of this diet, man places in his mouth that which stimulates unholy passion, unhallowed emotions fill the mind, and the spiritual eyesight is beclouded. 
when the tendency of self-gratification is to corrupt the taste and the judgment. By furnishing your table with this kind of food, you go counter to the will of God. A condition of things is brought about which will lead to a disregard of the precepts of God's law. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen, amen to that. Amen. Again, like I said, it boils down to obedience. No, you say, well, well what does difference does it make? He said he's going to give us a new body. Yes, he will. Yes, but, he will. To, but to be able to do his work, mm-hmm. you got to be healthy. You got to be healthy. You got to be in pretty good shape to do that here on that's the right. earth. And so that's what he wants you to do, to be able to have a pretty good, healthy body to do his work for him so he can come back. That's correct. So he can come back. Until he come back. And the Lord means for lessening suffering and for purifying his church. See, the work of the health reform is the Lord's means for lessening suffering in our world and for purifying his church. Teach the people that they can act as God's helping hand by cooperating with the master working in restoring physical and spiritual health. This work bears the signature of heaven and will open doors for the interests of other precious truths. There is room for all to labor who will take hold of this work intelligently. Yes. So he wants us to be in health spiritually and physically. And in order to do that, we have to be careful. We have to turn from our wicked ways and learn to change our eating habits. I know, I know I've been eating meat for years, but the Lord and the Holy Spirit worked and transformed us into eating plant-based food, vegetarian diet, and it has made a big difference in our lives. And not only only just the meat that we eat, he wanted to do the research on some of the uh, 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 medicine that we take, some of the uh, chemicals that we take. You want oh, yeah. to get more into, into uh, herbs and things because some of the chemicals we and take. We got, and we got more of that coming too. Yes, we'll, we'll be talking about that, but I just want to kind of throw that in there a little bit. You know, like, if one of them quick. <laughs> you know, uh, I look at some of the chemicals and things we take uh, that is destroying our bodies too. Uh, uh, you know, uh, this <clears throat> along with the meat, um, uh, dairy products, all together uh, too, you know, uh, that comes with the meat. Uh, uh, a lot of things that we eat and drink that's bad for us, alcohol, you know. Oh, we're, we're just going to get into a little bit of that, you know. Oh, yeah. That's correct. We will. Right. We'll get into that. We're going to go to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20 to 22 in the Old Testament. All right. We're going back. See, I like this. Now, people say the word just a, a New Testament Christian. How can you be? We go back and forth to old yeah. and new. And it says the same thing, line upon line, precept upon precept. That's yeah. right. Here a little, there a little. That's right. Yeah. Chapter so, 4. How can you just be a one side bound Christian when you got to you gotta go from one book to the other to know God's word. What the Proverbs are. Chapter four. All right. And verse twenty 
22. All right, we got 22. And in his word, he said, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one whole body. You hear that? They are health. The whole body. Because if you keep his word, if keep his commandments, word. keeping his health reform, the precepts and what he tells us. That's right. That's right. The principles. It's the principles. Let me tell you. God's word is a it's water that you never thirst if you drink of it. And it's health to right. the body. To the whole body. To the whole body. Exactly. Amen. And it is our duty to understand and respect. More than 40 years ago, the Lord gave the Seventh-day Adventists a special light on health reform. But how are we walking in that light today? Oh, man. It's a shame. How many have refused to live in harmony with the counsels of God? As a people, we should make advancements proportionate to the light received. It is our duty to understand and respect the principles of health reform. On the subject of temperance, we should be in advance of other people. And yet, there are among us well-instructed members of the church and even ministers of the gospel who have little respect for the life that God has given upon this subject. They eat as they please and they work as they please. Yes. Hmm. Yes. So are we going to be blessed when we do that? No. He's telling us. We're going to go to Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26. In the Old Testament. Yeah. Exodus. Exodus. No. Yeah, so we're not. Exodus chapter 15. And we're going to start, we're going to do verse 26. Oh, uh, yeah. See if you're old like me, and I'm slow to give you time to pray. All right. Exodus 15 and verse 26. He said, If you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his command and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Now, see, we just got to be talking about that. If you do what's right in his sight. That's right. He is the one that heals you. He will not bring any of these diseases That's upon right. you. That's right. That's right. That's what I'm saying. We got to do what's right in his sight. That he will not bring any of these diseases. Now, wait a minute. Then you said, I know I know what's going through your mind. Oh, yeah, I can hear you think. Ah. Well, then why do we have... Blood, high blood pressure. Why do we have? He didn't do it. You did it. Well, we brought that upon now, ourselves. We brought that upon ourselves. Growing up and indulging all our bad habits, now we're at the point where we are experiencing the diseases from what we saw years ago. Yeah, what well, we just got to talk about eating meat and and, eating, and drinking and and smoking and and. and Indulging in all of the things that God told us to stop doing. Yeah. 
And we didn't stop doing it 15, 20 years ago. So now the percussion of drinking and doing all the bad and eating all that salt that happened all this, now it's time to pay the piper. God didn't do it. We did it. God did not do it. So let's not blame God for what we did. Okay? He said, but we did not turn away from my bad our bad habits. So, habits. so, so yes. all these diseases that's going on with us now into our body. That's right. Now, I'll put it this way. With other things that's already happened, the best thing that we can do is eat the best way we can. Right now, we know in this world, with the air that we breathe, the water that we drink, a lot of that other stuff is happening too. But God will bless his people if we just will make a straight shot to walk, not to the left or to the right, to do what he has asked you to do. Yeah, if you, if you and you straight, bless you, he said. If you straighten your life up and live for Jesus and obey the kids' commandments, you'll see that he'll bless you with a long life. Now, here's what you got to do, get that long life. I'm like even, father, my father. Yes, like even with that high blood pressure, even with the diabetes, even with the, here's what you got to do. You got to obey thy mother and father. Amen. You got to stop lying. You got to quit committing adultery. Don't kill. Do not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Do not cover anything of thy neighbor. So Do what not you're doing put is keeping God's commandments. Uh, Even his commandments. That's right, his commandments. I'm just giving a little, you know. Yeah, I know. You know. I just <laughs> want them to know. Yeah, I just want them to know that I do know the commandments. Some folks don't know the commandments. Some people don't know God's commandments. Thy mother, thy father. Yeah, that's yeah. something that don't Yeah. So you have to obey God's commandments if you want His blessings. Even in your sickness, He can bless you. That's right. Even in the bad things you did to bring these things down. God can lay his hands on you and bless you if you be obedient. Amen. Why do you think some people are living to get 90, 92, 106, 116? 80 and they got, years old. And they got high blood pressure and they got a diabetes. They got all kinds of things wrong with them. They still make it to 92. Because God promised, right. if you be obedient, Amen. if you honor thy mother and father, That's your right. days may be longer on this earth. On this earth, His promise. That's He's good. Promise. He's a good God. And you be obedient. That's correct. And we're gonna take a break. Oh, I be going up. We got a break coming up, but we don't want you to move that down. We want you to keep it locked in on LPJ. 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweetbane Bible Study Hour.
milk and cream, don't tell them not to eat that. You tell them to eat the most nourishing food. If you can get you some vegetables in there, if you can get you some fruit in there, yes. most importantly, drink water. And instead of saying, don't fry the egg, boil it. Yes. Because you know if you fry it in the wrong type of oil, and if you fry the egg, you can fry it in olive oil. Right. And well, olive oil is expensive, so you know if I'm poor, I can't afford olive oil. So go ahead and boil it. So that's correct. So, you know, uh, that's what you want to do is to help people learn how to pick what they have and make it healthy. That's right. And not not, uh, kill them, don't, you know. Don't do that, don't do that, can't eat that. You know, because we know, we know that we got we got in bad health from slavery. Come on, yeah. I'm just going to put it out there like it is. I ain't going to hide it. We got in bad health from slavery. We were slaves. We was getting, we were given the worst to eat. Chitlin. Chitlin, hog moths, the ears, the tail. All of it was, was the sound given, of the pig. Yes. <laughs> We was given the left over what they did not want. The snout. The snout, the nose, everything. We was given the worst of what they did not want to eat. So that's what's wrong with us today. Okay. Most African-Americans. Remember now, mm -hmm. God took care of you. Yes, he did. Praise he God for that. He took care of because your ancestors. Know. He took care of your ancestors. He's going to take care of you, but he'll take care of you. you. when you learn the light, follow the light. When you get in the light, stay in the light. Don't get out. And see, he asked us to educate them to better habits by the power of our own example. So when we make it evident that we are trying to correct others, we too often arouse their combativeness and do more harm than good. And there is danger to the reprover also. He who takes it upon himself to correct others is likely to cultivate a habit of fault finding and soon his whole interest will be in a picking flaws and finding defects. So do not watch others to pick at their faults or expose their errors. Educate them to better habits. And let God work it out for oh, them. Oh, and he will work it out. He will and work it out. And then we got to live the life of what we preach about. That's right. If, if we want to tell people to do better and eat better, I can't be over here eating the pig and I all know. this and then want to tell them they don't need to eat it. You, not only that, you may not eat pig, but you know I'm at McDonald's picking up. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Whoa, Gina, you said uh, eat you better. Said, this is bad. Why you Yeah, you down here at McDonald's picking out on all this beef and uh, these uh, french fries and all this stuff. You got this MSG and crap up in it, and you tell me I got you to eat. You trying to tell me what I need not to eat. They ain't going to hear you. Whoa, they ain't going to hear you. You got to walk, and you got to walk to walk. And, and talk to talk. There you go. I like that. Go yeah. ahead, though. The word right. is the word. Not get right. hold of, right, of right. isolated ideals and make them a test. Criticizing others whose practice may not agree with your opinion, but study the subject broadly and deeply and seek to bring your own ideals 
and practices in perfect harmony with the principles of the true Christian temperance. There are many who try to correct the lives of others with attacking what they regard as wrong habits. They go to those whom they think in error and point out their defects, but do not seek to direct the mind to true principles. Such a course often comes far short of securing the desired results. So when we make it evident that we are trying to correct others, we too often arouse those combativeness to do more harm than good. In other words, stop criticizing people. If they eat meat, what you can do, the only way to really help others is the life that you live. And you go, if they continue to eat meat and you don't, you can, you can explain to them, hey, uh, I don't eat that, but I can eat the the, lead, the the greens and cornbread and other things that you have. They will respect that. So you respect what they do and vice versa. That's yeah, the way well, it's that's, that, that's what the Lord tells you to do. He don't tell you don't criticize. You know, if someone learned to do better, they don't know to do better, so that's you're correct. not the one to criticize. Exactly. Another thing that you can do, if you're having something at your home and people know you well enough that you're plant-based and they bring their own meat, you can still ask them, hey, you want to try this? Because if you want to try what I'm eating, you can try it. You're welcome to try it. But don't criticize them if they don't care for it or if they don't try it. That's up to you. But if they say, you know what, I'm going to eat what you eat, there's your example. They may be willing to try what you eat, but don't. some people don't know how well and how good plant-based sauces, plant-based hot dogs, burgers, and chicken is until they taste it. Until, if you are listening to us right now, do me a favor. Go out and buy you some uh, plant-based uh, burgers and, and, and sauces. Corn, corn sauces and Put them on the grill. Don't, 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 don't uh, do anything. Just put them on the grill, smoke them, and let me tell you what. Won't be able to tell the difference. If they're not good, I'll give you your money back. You can hit me up right here. I got a chat box right here. I got a chat box. If they're not good, you can hit me up and say, you owe me my money back because I didn't buy them. Right. But if you put them or on, they can go to yes. Burger King. Burger King has the plant-based burger. Yes, Burger made King. Made by the Impossible. And several people have said it was good. They couldn't tell right. the difference. Now, try Impossible. I'm not telling you every every plant burger, uh, plant-based burger is good. I eat the Impossible um, burger, Impossible Sausages and impossible. Well, we uh, eat the uh, beyond meat yeah, sausage. Yeah. That's, that's mm -hmm. a good thing. Those mm -hmm. are good. Try them on a smoke grill and they're good. But that's right. The diet has to be changed over slowly, uh, little by little. It's not something you just do overnight. But we're getting in a time, and time is coming up on us that we're going to have to do something. And we want to continue to make it and live without being in a lot of uh, pain and suffering. Uh, because as we can see that the meat industry, industry is, is, is going down the hill. And 
the MSGs and, and steroids and things are being put into the meat That's is right. not good for our bodies. The Bible tells us so. It says that our body is his temple and not to put unclean things in his temple. That's right. And so when you tell people about not eating meat, then we should provide replacement for meat. So when the use of flesh food is discontinued, there is often a sense of weakness and lack of vigor. Many urge this as evidence that we have to have meat. Meat is essential, but it's because foods of this class are stimulating because they fever the blood and excite the nerves that they are so missed. When flesh food is discarded, it places its place should be supplied with a variety of grains and nuts and vegetables and fruits that will be both nourishing and appetizing. So this is especially necessary in the case of those who are weak or who are taxed with continuous labor. I noticed that some of the, the hamburger and stuff, it's got a lot of protein in it. So that's protein that they say, well, we, we got to have meat to have our protein. But if you go and look at some of the foods, check out how much protein is in some of the sausages and, and, and the breakfast sausages and the hamburgers, you'll find that you get a lot of protein in those. That's or you can also look up on the internet and make your own sausage, make your own hamburger. I've done it. You can do that. And that's has a lot of protein. It's got a lot of protein. That's has a lot of protein. We can you get a protein for a lot of things besides meat. It's just something that the industry wants to feed you that you need meat for protein. That's not always true. I'm a diabetic and my doctor have given me a lot of things to get protein from. And it's not me. That's right. It's not me. So I know I know for a fact, being a diabetic, that I can get protein from a lot of things, and it's not meat. Meat cannot help me. I can get myself in a lot of trouble with a lot of meat. I can okay. get my cholesterol high, high, too much fat in my blood, high blood pressure with a lot of meat. So I can tell you for a fact, not talking about what somebody told me, but talking about a life that I'm living, that I have to watch what I eat, because I am a diabetic. I've been blessed. God has blessed me to stay uh, 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 um, not, uh, diabetic. Yeah. Uh, just just a, a diabetic one, or what do they call type it? Type 2 diabetes. Uh, type 2 diabetes. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, because of what I eat and how I eat, mm -hmm. I don't eat. All of the stuff we're talking about not to eat is what I don't do. And so when they tell you you need these things, it's not true. And it's also you got to remember that everybody's health is different. And we, we and you consider that. That's one thing that, you know, sometimes you got people that can't eat a lot of vegetables because of whatever kind of disease that they have. You know, they might have... Uh, problems with coagulation of the blood and blood is you got to be careful you don't get the blood clots or vice versa and so in some situations like you know he's saying meat baby meat may be used in certain cases in certain cases of illness or exhaust, exhaustion it may be thought best to use some meat but 
Great care should be taken to secure the flesh of healthy animals. See, that's the thing. All these animals are not healthy, so you got to make sure that they are. And we should consider another situation. Like in some countries where poverty abounds, you got flesh is the cheapest food. Yes. Under these circumstances, the change will be made with greater difficulty, but it can be effective. So we should, however, consider the situation of the people and the power of lifelong habit and should be careful not to urge even right ideals undoubtedly. None should be urged to make these changes abruptly. And that is very true. So when you're talking to people about change, you know, change don't happen overnight. It is a process. So, you know, if you take the time to do some research and say, okay, well, I'm going to stop eating pork and shrimp and all this, and I'm just going to eat the clean meats. Well, you are working towards doing what's right. So, and God will look to that. He will bless you for even doing that. But he will continue to work on you to get to, to the point that you will get rid of all meat and eat plant-based. But he will bless you just by making the steps to get rid of the unclean meats. Yes. And if you want to get worried about colon cancer, stomach cancer, Throat cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, throat cancer and stuff don't always come from smoking stuff. Don't exercise to beat you that crap. It comes from a lot of things that we eat and whatever. Doctors are getting rich off of money because we have to buy what? Medicine. That's right. Chemical. They're getting fat off of that and they love it. My doctor told me that she could not collect for my insurance mm-hmm. unless she see me every three months. Right. And she could not see me every three months unless she write me a what? A prescription. a prescription. So she has to give me some kind of prescription every month or some medicine, some type of drug every three months in order to see me to write months. Right. right. As long as you got a prescription, the doctor has to see you. She, can, she has to see me and my insurance will pay with no problem. So can't you see what the deal is? It's a money-making scheme. That's right. So we have to uh, be advocates of our own health. We also ought to meet people where they are. Milk, eggs, and butter should not be classified with flesh meat. Right. In some cases, the use of eggs is beneficial. The time has not come to say that the use of milk and eggs should be wholly discarded. But there are poor families whose diet consists largely of bread and milk. They have little fruit and cannot afford to purchase the nut foods. In teaching health reform, as in all other gospels, we are to meet the people where they are. Amen. And until, amen, until we can teach them how to prepare healthy form foods that are, that are palatable, nourishing, and yet inexpensive, we are not at liberty to present the most advanced proportion, propositions regarding health reform diet. So amen. remember, you don't know what people are in their life. You can tell them about it. 
But if they got what they got and they're working to do the best they can, God will bless them for their efforts and he will make a way for them. And just show the love of God. That's all we do is show the love of God. Show the love and of Christ. if you want to help them, then help them do better. But we Don't know that health reform is a progress. It's, it's a continuous work and the Lord will make a way for them as well. Let God put it on the heart. Uh, right. what they should do. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in uh, Well, we're going to take a break and well, here is 9.56 so we're not going to take a break we're going to come back with closing comments and prayer and give you our email address and thank you for joining us tonight at this Bible study hour on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Keeper. Because there's one thing I know I've been born again One thing I know Neighbor, I'm 
not on a traditional lockdown. I'm not in traditional bondage. I can praise God anywhere. I can worship him anywhere. Because God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So tell somebody, I don't care what church you go to. If you're talking about Jesus. Sometimes, though, when my mind just wasn't focused, I would say, Mom, what song? She looked at me and said, Boy, you know what I'm talking about. I said, Mom, help me now. She said, You know my old hymn. And I said, Mom, is that what you really want me to sing? She said, You got to sing it before this revival. And if y'all don't mind tonight, let's sing this song in honor of Leona Boulder. When I would say, I Hey, 
Spending time with us to uh, read God's word, lift him up as brother and sister in Christ. I just want to thank you again for stopping and tonight. And we just want to uh, know that God is with us all at all times. I'm always called on him. Always. Always. Let's have a word of prayer. And before we go out, we always have to thank God for uh, blessing us and giving us this time together. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne tonight, Lord, just thanking you. And thanking you so much for allowing us to have this time together. Father, we know that nothing there can be without your blessing and your mercy. And we thank you for this night and thank you for the time that we spent here together. Lord, thank you for your word. And we ask you each time we come together, Lord, to give us um, to understand. Send the Holy Spirit with us, Lord, that we may understand your word as our home, as your children. Mm-hmm. Help us, Lord, to um, go through your word and not miss anything, not misunderstand anything, Lord. Always uh, guide us through it, Lord, and help us, through it, Lord. We don't want to never mistake any, uh, misunderstand any of your word. We always want to learn it, that we may always help others and always be a uh, light that they find their way to you, through us, and through your word. And Father, give us that love that we will always have to share with others as you have asked us to. Lord, be with us tonight as we disperse. Be with us all, Father. We all have ups and downs. You know, in this time that something is always 
on our enemy wrongly risen. Mm. So Lord, we just ask you to keep us all, cover us all, Father, protect us all through this night, Lord. We just ask this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And may the window of heaven open, pour upon you a bundle of blessings. And have a good night. And don't forget to come back Friday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. right here on LPJ Bible Study Hour. And good night. And good night.